From the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, you are listening to Ken LaBecca Live on ESPN 106.3. I got to give Stone credit. He he listened to the question, and he found the loophole, and he contributed something to this show, Theo. Incredible. I'm talking about a sports grade you consistently rooted against out of sheer dislike. I said sports grade at an say athlete. We went with athletes. I said Patrick Ewing. Theo said Pate Manning. Stone going with Bill Belichick. I was within the rules, within the parameters of what we're doing today. Get you some. I mean, Stone, you must have slept well over the weekend. Rested up. You're sharp today. And eh, we like 1.30 last night. One th- uh, but that's typical for you. It's typical. <laughs> I got some sleep. You have any uh, post-Alcaraz celebratory beers yesterday? I did indeed, actually. Just Wimbledon in general was spectacular. I needed to celebrate. I did well. It's is is Wimbledon and beer a thing? Wimbledon and beer? Or did you have some sort of like... Like, uh, cocktail. It's more a cocktail thing, I imagine. I had beer. Okay. Um, I don't know if Wimbledon and beer is a thing, though. I don't I, think it is. I don't know what it's they're like a drinking spritzer. there. Yeah, I don't know. I know these strawberries and cream, but I don't know as far as... Right, like a spritzer. <laughs> right. And that's what I would think. Have you ever been uh, to London? Seltzer. Uh, no, I've not. I'd like to go, though. I would love to go. I've heard, though, that London, it's just so... Like, compared to Paris, compared to, like, Brussels, compared to Vienna... It's just, bleh. it's big, it's London, it's old, but it doesn't have the uh, the panache, the the style of the other great European cities, and the food is just terrible, is what I've heard. I've heard it as well. Bangers and mash. And I've also things heard that are a lot of bad things about Paris. Thing, I've been seeing that. Well, too. no, I've heard that like in Paris, like the people aren't necessarily, I don't know how you nice. Yeah. Um, but like the cuisine, the the scenery. Uh, the art, the influence, all of that, it's worth it. But yeah, the people aren't particularly nice. And there's someone smoking every 17 yeah. inches, right? Um, I was, Barcelona, I would recommend Barcelona, speaking of European cities, go to Barcelona. Ooh. Go to Bar- And I don't want to turn this into like what Greenberg did before us, like telling people for 20 minutes about his J- Japan trip he was just on. He was. But Barcelona is worth it. It's awesome. Lisbon, fun. Portugal, beautiful. Mm, nice. Uh, so, so, so do that. And Germany, the nicest people in Europe, in my opinion, are in Germany. Mm. I mean, whether it's Munich, whether it's Berlin, they could, there could not have been better human beings in that country than when we went a couple of years ago. There you go. There's my, uh, there's my European vacation guide. Nice. Yeah. Uh, sports, great. That you consistently rooted against out of sheer dislike. Dave tweets in, fat, phony Phil Mickelson. He's disgusting. The lefty? Lefty. How you hate on the lefty? I think it's because of the uh, <laughs> the uh, the Saudi money, the hey, uh, human hey. rights violations, the hey. bone saws, that hey. entire thing. We're all benefiting off of it now. All right? I thought this is, this is behind That's right. us. That's right. VGA Tour, God bless America. We're all in. Uh, Ricky, who is a Pats fan, he tweets in Peyton Manning. So yeah. that, that makes more sense than your hatred of Peyton Manning, which was just sheer pettiness. Well, as a Patriots fan, how do you hate Peyton Manning when he's like your little bro? I was going to ask. Like what? Yeah, the what one point? time he, he beat them? Yeah, like yeah, that's a great point. Come on. Uh, Kev tweets in, LeBron, I used to be a fan of him as a player until he left Cleveland the first time to create a super team and ruin the NBA forever. Took the easy way to a championship and now calls himself the self-proclaimed GOAT. 
Well, he then also took the hard way and went back to Cleveland. So <laughs> right. <that. laughs> right. Right. Exactly. Uh, Jensen tweets in Kobe. I yeah. think that's reasonable, and I think that sometimes we're scared to uh, to to look back at, at Kobe and some of his misgivings while he was a high-profile athlete because of, obviously, the tragic way in which he died. Yeah. But Kobe is someone that I think a lot of people would, would answer the question of sports great you consistently rooted against and apply it to Kobe. I, I grew up a Kobe hater for show. Like, I appreciated Kobe way more in his post-career while he was still living, obviously, because he was such a great, like, mentor and, and breaker-downer of game of the game of basketball, mm-hmm. and I just loved his his whole mentality and all of that, but I hated him growing up. Uh, Joe tweets, and he hated Jim Kelly. Jim Kelly. Again? So, if you're a Bills... <laughs> so, so you're a Bills hater. I suppose that's a Dolphins fan? It would have to be. Yeah. Jim Kelly did did beat the Dolphins to the AFC title game down here, 94 AFC title game. He's an Oilers guy. Uh, but then he shouldn't have had any issue. Oh, I guess suppose. No, yeah. but th- th- no, it wouldn't have been Jim Kelly it Jim? that you had the issue with. Well, he he got hurt. Oh, yeah. And then, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, represents them. Uh, Leo says Jeter, Brady, and Federer, the, uh, the big three. Oh, just three of the like. greatest athletes of all right. time. Nice. I'm surprised nobody said Alex Rodriguez. Speaking yeah, of Jeter. Yeah, we don't. Uh, Eric says Reggie Miller. Uh, James, Brady, Rogers, Durant, Curry, and Leonard. Not a dislike coming. Kawhi Leonard's Leonard? a weird one. Kawhi Leonard. He's a Spurs fan. I mean, but you could also be mad. The guy never plays. He's ruining the game. You could. You could. I'm sure that's the card he's pulling there. Maybe, but also like Kawhi Leonard. Like, there's not a lot to hate. Maybe just to disregard. Like, who's who has a furious amount of hate for Kawhi Leonard? You have it for the NBA <laughs> and the Loge management. Management era that we we live in right now. Maybe I just don't. Again, I mean, hey, to each his own. He's like a new balance. Everybody hates Kawhi though. He doesn't do anything. Yeah, he's like he's very like non-confrontational. He's like if a wax figurine came to life. But I'll give that guy's take. You know, we pay these guys millions of dollars and they don't even play. Like this is just one of those. But he picked Curry and Durant and then Kawhi Leonard. It's a weird trio. Like if he went (laughs) if he went like Kawhi and then maybe like Paul George, LeBron or something, maybe. But just, it's a weird trio. Uh, Finhead tweets in, I never did like Favre, even before his most recent scandal and the package pick. I always felt he was a bit overrated because all his negative plays were overlooked due to gunslinger mentality. Yeah. Then the entire retirement. Just kidding. Over and over again. Yeah, that's true. Brett Favre was a very easily hateable guy. Uh, Rue is in Port St. Lucie. What's up, Rue? Hey, Ken. What I'm about to say, you're going to love this. Okay. I'm a big Real Madrid fan. And... I don't like Lionel Messi. Okay. Okay. So, so the fact that he's here in South Florida, Rue, you're saying I don't care about this dude at all. I, Get him out of my I life. Don't. I, I don't. I didn't watch Paris Saint Germain for two years <laughs> because they signed Lionel Messi. <laughs> so, and so I'm from France. You're a, so are you a, are you a Ronaldo guy? Is so that's your or just the Real Madrid Here, guy? Here. I'm a Real Madrid guy, okay. but I just don't like Lionel Messi and Pep Guardiola for the four years that dominated the league, the European circuit, uh-huh. um, win four UEFA, four championship league, all La Liga, Copa del Rey. <laughs> I just didn't like the guy. Well, I'm going to tell you right now, and you're right, I do like it, and I like it because we need more contrarians like you in this world, and you're the only person I've talked to that has said, you know what, you're not, you're, you don't have uh, apathy for it. You care that Messi's down here. You just hate the fact that Messi's down here, and for that, 
I can respect that, Rue. Appreciate the call. It's, I don't hate that Messi's down here. I'm excited for it, but that level of sports pettiness, I respect that. Gotta love it. It takes something. I can tell that Rue regularly listens to the show because he gets us. He gets us. It's it's bold to go after Messi like that, to go on record. Yeah. Talk yeah. about that you're not happy. Shout out to Rue. Uh, Diplomat tweets in, Vic, I could never watch anything with that animal abuser. Like, we've talked about how he rehabilitate, rehabilitated himself, but I... Again, I understand that. I understand that some people can't get over. He that. did his time. He did. He did. But but again, I could see where people where people. Maybe he's just a big animal guy. Yeah. Like I love animals like more than humans. There's a lot of people that are like that. So. Uh, and then Brent tweets in Floyd Mayweather. Nice. I get that. I get that. Yeah. <laughs> well, is, he is gets Brent... a little gets a little hitty around women. Is that, That's why I'm not a huge fan. That fifty cents burner. <laughs> How does he get around books? <laughs> mm-hmm. How's that literacy thing going? As far right. as rooting against, you can make fun of him because he can't read. Yeah, because he's rich. Yeah, he also yeah. Right. It is, That's the rule. Yes, for sure. And also, he's had some things pop uh, up. Exactly. As far as rooting against somebody, I don't know if there's a fighter that was rooted against as much as Conor McGregor in that return. Oh, versus, you know Dustin Diamond. Like okay. I feel like there was nobody wanted to see Conor win. Did you say Dustin Diamond, who was Screech on Saved by the Bell? Well, I mean, or did you mean Dustin Poirier? I mean Dustin Poirier, but wow. I think that's his nickname. Whoa. I'm, I'm, I'm pretty sure that's his nickname. That's what they call him? Yeah. I mean, I'll look it Can up for you. Can you look that up? Because Dustin Diamond, Dustin you're, Diamond you heard is, me bail is out. Screech, who he he's the guy who played there. Screech on Saved by the Bell. Are, are you sure it's not Diamond Dustin Poirier? Whatever. However you No, because like Dustin it? Diamond, though, is Screech. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. You can't say it backwards like yeah, that. Yeah, that, that's Screech from Saved by the Bell. Also, did you find it? I haven't found it yet. All right, okay, let me know. Yeah, how did Dustin Poirier earn his nickname, The Diamond? The so diamond. Dustin the Diamond, Dustin not the Dustin diamond. 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 Dustin Diamond is Screech. May he rest in peace. I wow. wasn't sure yeah. if that was his nickname, so I bailed out. Uh, I was going to go awesome. Dustin Diamond Poirier. I didn't want to airball. Go ahead and uh, mark that, please. <laughs> yeah. Go ahead and mark that because we are we're definitely heading back to that at yeah. some point. Got to. Uh-huh. We have to. All right. Uh, so every single weekend, as Stone is doing whatever the hell he does on a weekend, gambling on sports, Theo does whatever he does on a weekend, which is usually taking care of his plants and doing high class things with his fiance and me just sipping tequila uh playing mario kart with my kids and checking out twitter we all see things or hear things in sports where we say what a bunch of dog bleep that was awful and then monday we talk about it and we get it off our chest and we invite you to do that as well it is time now with our host jets coach robert sala for dog bleep monday um What is your entry into Dog Blake Monday? 888-760-3776, 888-760-3776, and on Twitter at KLV1063, 888-760-3776, and also stone dropping a Dustin Diamond in a conversation about Conor McGregor. Is that a top three stone mistake on this show? 888-760-3776, Dustin Diamond, of course, never fought Conor McGregor. Mm. He was Screech from Saved by the Bell. Uh, So let's go to last night at Drive Pink Stadium in Fort Lauderdale. It's the grand unveil of Lionel Messi, the world's most famous athlete, world's most popular athlete. He is being unveiled in a grand ceremony where both Bad Bunny and Shakira were scheduled to perform. Turns out when you schedule something like this, In July, in South Florida, for the evening, you run the risk of torrential rain. And guess what happened? 
torrential rain last night mm. at Drive Pink Stadium that delayed the festivities. Now, that's fine, and that stuff happens, but it's then how this went full Inter-Miami. Inter-Miami can't get anything right. How much? No matter how much I want them to, no matter how much they want to get it right, they don't win. The stadium experience is negligible at best. They've put up temporary seating, new grandstands to, to help the demand of tickets with Lionel Messi there. And at one of the gates last night, it starts to rain. The team announces, take cover, take cover, severe weather coming through. What happens? Well, at one of the gates that was built near one of the new entrances because of this temporary seating at Drive Pink Stadium, according to multiple reports, security just bailed, and there was a rush of people that just made their way in to Drive Pink Stadium and onto the pitch. Unchecked, tickets not scanned, metal detectors not used, just a massive humanity because security failed. That was your first foray into life with Messi, and you couldn't even get... Two and a half hours before the actual event was about to begin, a weather issue that showed a massive breach in your security. How are they ever going to protect this man? How are they ever going to handle the crowds in the parking that is going to become what appears to be a headache-filled issue because of one man, Lionel Messi, coming in? How is it possible that they're going to be able to handle any of Messi mania? Because last night was a terrible start. But then it wasn't just that. Once they get things underway... Instead of finding a way to, oh, I don't know, uh, keep everybody safe, that's a part of this ceremony. They had a walkway and a stage out in the middle of the pitch. This thing is soaking wet, super slippery. And David Beckham, David Beckham of all people, he's walking out to the stage and almost bites it. Not once, not twice, but three different times on the slippery walkway to the stage. Nobody tried to do anything to make it safe for anybody. Lionel Messi, to his credit, he came out on the grass because he wasn't walking on that walkway and breaking his leg six days before his debut in an Inter-Miami shirt. Inter-Miami, I trust that they try hard, but they don't get anything right. And I hope that this is a change but last night, things not off to a good start with the massive unveil at Drive Pink Stadium. The weather, they couldn't control. Everything after the weather, they certainly could control. The security, they can control. And they consistently get the things they can control wrong. Mm-hmm. That's Inner Miami. And that is my contribution to a dog plate Monday. Um, yeah, dog. <laughs> All right, Theo. What's your dog bleep Monday? Well, speaking of, of getting things wrong, um, the uh, it, it's always fun. One of the most fun parts of any season is All-Star Weekend, and the WNBA over the weekend had their mm-hmm. All-Star Weekend, which, you know, obviously can bring some eyes and attention to the game that is um, right now being propped up by ESPN and other outlets that promote the WNBA. They say, watch the W. We got Dwayne Wade over the weekend who bought into the Chicago Sky. Yep. Um, you got all of this promotion around the league. I'm not going to get into the back and forths about equal pay or, 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 you know, the attention or surrounding the league, but Sabrina Inescu um, had a record-setting performance in the three-point contest. It was mesmerizing. If you watch the clip on social media, she gets 37. She missed two shots, mm. two shots 
in her entire round in the three-point contest. Her form is immaculate. Yeah. She just bangs through this. It is awesome. Impeccable stuff by her. She wins it, obviously. It's a record for the WNBA. I think it hadn't even been done that high of a clip in the NBA. And all of that is fine and dandy. It's great. It's a huge moment for the WNBA. And the funniest thing is, I actually saw this live. I saw part of it live, but I figured it was taped or pre-recorded, and I was watching it late. And you want to know why, Ken Stone? Because uh, it was during a work day on Friday. <laughs> it was at 3 p.m. on ESPN. Now, I do get that Wimbledon is going on, and I'm sure a lot of their airways are tied up with that. And these things are obviously pre-scheduled weeks and weeks and months out. But it's quite ridiculous to me to be on one end saying that you're going to be promoting this sport and putting more eyes on it and making it a priority on your network for ESPN. And then out of the other side of your mouth, you're like, yep, just give it a 2.30 slot right there ahead of, um, you know, what, NBA Today? What followed that up? I'm not sure. But to have the WNBA All-Star Weekend at 3 p.m. on a Friday, and it's not like this is like the hottest period in, in, in sports right, right, right now. All kind of openings. I think that's, uh, that's pretty dogly. Yeah, I agree. Um, was I was not dope. watching TV Friday at 4 o'clock in a stunning turn of events. Uh, what's your dog bleep Monday? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. And on Twitter, at KLV1063. 888-760-3776. Stone, what caught your eye? What caught your ear? What was dog bleep in your weekend? I'll make this one easy. It's DeAndre Hopkins. I mean, what the hell are we doing in Tennessee, brother? <laughs> what are we doing in Tennessee? I mean, it wasn't just but about a month or two ago where you were on Who Knows Who podcast talking about you wanted to play for a contender. Uh, you rattled off your lips, yeah. the Bills, yeah. the Chiefs, yep. the Jets. Mm-hmm. Oh, I could play for Aaron Rodgers. Oh, what about the Dolphins? Yeah, the Dolphins. Any team that's a contender this year. Two years, you'd think probably like $80 million, right? To, to get a guy like this. All with quarterbacks that have shown that they can they can maximize a receiver. Oh, yeah, right? it, absolutely. That track record with these QBs that he had mentioned. Oh, my God, second to none. First ballot Hall of Famer stuff for DeAndre Hopkins. What uh, what news do we get a couple days ago? Less than 48 hours ago. The Tennessee Titans pick him up for two years, $26 million. Mm. I mean, it doesn't get any worse than that. I mean, we've seen receivers go there. That's where their careers go to die. The Andre Johnsons. I mean, that list goes on and on Brady and Moss. on. Randy Moss. Oh, my God. I forgot about that. Yeah. Randy Moss. There's a reason I forgot about that. <laughs> Jesus. A.J. Yeah. Brown just sprinted as far away as he could from Tennessee two years ago to Went get to, to Philadelphia. Super Bowl. And this guy, DeAndre Hopkins, gets us all excited for his free agency. Mm. And he lands with the Tennessee Titans, and he will be forgotten in two or three seasons. I mean, what are we doing here? There it is. That's my submission. This, um, is, this is the no. same Titans team, by the way. That has Ryan Tannehill probably on the precipice of retirement, right? Oh, yeah. no doubt. They already broke Malik Willis. Uh, uh, and uh, then you drafted the laughingstock of the draft in Will Levis to oh be your, your second coming of a, of a quarterback. And in comes the top five receiver in the league. Right. Like, I mean, none of this makes any sense. Uh, by the way, uh, so Sports Center this morning, I saw this graphic. Uh, within the, the Titans organization, the Titans roster, okay, the current Titans roster, before DeAndre Hopkins was brought in over the weekend, he has 72 career touchdowns. Name who on the Tennessee Titans had the most touchdown receptions in his career. Currently, currently in his career before DeAndre Hopkins was signed by the Titans. It's got to be Derrick Henry. It's Mike Vrabel. 
12 receiving touchdowns. 12 receiving touchdowns, uh, 12 no, receiving touchdowns in his career. That's oh, not my fair. God. DeAndre Hopkins has 72 career receiving touchdowns. Mike Vrabel, the head coach, has 12. Behind him, Chris Moore with eight. Uh, Nick Westbrook, Kinney, how do you pronounce that? Not sure. Seven, sure. And Traylon Burks has one. Your head coach had the most receiving touchdowns in his uh. career in that locker room before DeAndre Hopkins was signed over the weekend. Yikes. Is that enticing when he's at the round table and you're trying to do a deal? <laughs> you know they what is enticing? Like, listen, nobody has as many touchdowns as you. You want to know who's second on that list? Your head coach, <laughs> who played like linebacker or, <laughs> right, or, full, right, right. or fullback. He was all, he, all these touchdown receptions were on gimmick plays. So, uh, stone. come on over here. How excited are you? You're asking what, what DeAndre Hopkins is doing. Is it not obvious what DeAndre it's Hopkins is doing? so obvious what DeAndre Hopkins is doing. Getting one final doing. paycheck yes. before he uh, calls it a day. And honestly, could you be mad at him? Because here's the problem with, with the NFL ring chasers. It's so uncertain if you're going to get an actual Super Bowl out of ring chasing. Even if Hopkins went to the Chiefs, with the way that injuries happens, the way that that football is shit, you just never know which way it's going to bounce. You could still lose the Super Bowl, and here you are playing for one year, five million in Kansas City, and you still don't get that ring. I'm not mad at the dude for going to get the bag, and maybe the next contract you ring chase. But like, he had to go get some bread, right? He got to provide for the fam. And I can't knock on that, right? I mean, this show's very pro. Go get your yeah, bag, yeah. like 100%. All three of us, but at least invest in in, in the stock of relevancy. Like, if you want to keep your... He's a transcendent talent. Yeah, he's one um, of the best. He, in some parts of the country, is the greatest wide receiver active right now. Like, there's arguments left and right. Like, you talk about D-Hop no, in that conversation. No, no, I'm no, just no. saying, there are some people. There are some people, no. talent-wise, well, D-Hop's up there. some people being stoned. Yeah, I was about to say, like, <laughs> with, with Justin Jefferson and Jamar Chase... Come on, D-Hop and, paved the way for some of these young he guns. Did. He, like, and he's still active. He's still getting after it. Now he's a Tennessee prime. Titan. So I understand going to get your bag, but... You're not even going to get drafted. Where's this guy going to get drafted in a fantasy football league? Like fifth, sixth round. Like, come on. It's just not happening. He's just not one of those guys anymore because he chose the Titans. What is your (laughs) contribution to a dog bleep Monday? 888-760-3776. Tweeted us at KLV1063. That's 888-760-3776. Stone was talking about transcendent. Well, he thinks... He thinks that D-Hop is still transcendent. All right, that's up for debate. Not up for debate when it comes to transcendent is EDS. EDS is yes. EDSairconditioning.com. In the AC game, they are transcendent. And you need a transcendent AC talent now with temperatures feels like soaring into the 113, 114, 115 realm. It is unbearable, and it puts unbelievable uh, strain on your AC unit. If your AC unit sees its final days, its final waking moments in this heat, well, Uh, Not surprised, and, well, you need someone to come and fix it very, very quickly, or else it's going to be very, very uncomfortable. And that's where EDS comes in. EDS is yes. EDS is yes. You're trying to remember, oh, what, what AC company? What AC? Guys, it rhymes. I do this for you every day. You're welcome. I have a simple mind. I'll help your simple mind. EDS is yes. That's all you need to remember. EDS air conditioning. And when you think EDS is yes, think about the fact they're family owned and operated. Think about the fact they've been doing this since 2006. They service Palm Beach County and surrounding areas. They are tops at what they do. And 
They have appointment schedules revolving around you, not the other way around. They are trying to accommodate you as quickly as humanly possible around when you need it because that's how they do business. Customer service at its finest, especially in the hottest, most dangerous time of year here in South Florida. EDS is yes. EDSairconditioning.com. That's EDS is yes. EDSairconditioning.com. When we return, I'm not a big believer in the announcer's jinx, but we saw yesterday it in full and on full display. And when you just wish your commercial airliner would go down, I'll explain when we return. He's Theo Dorsey, WPTV News Channel 5, WFLX Fox 29. I'm Ken Levick. I'm live on ESPN 106.3. <laughs> From the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, you are listening to Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 106.3. Ah, what an action-packed day today. Just some good old-fashioned hating. Yes. A great tale of Theo being soft when he had a chance to confront one of his former most hated athletes as a young man. Professional, man. I still can't believe you didn't... You had the opportunity to be face-to-face with Peyton Manning and, 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 and could not find the fortitude to simply just tell him, like I did Patrick Ewing, hey, I used to not be a fan of yours. <laughs> you just let it go like you were boys with him. Like, hey, Peyton, let's go make some onstage magic at the Orange Bowl. Come on. And then, you know, obviously when he said thank you after, it was like, it was an honor. It was a privilege. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, I he did all that. Kissed his hand. I didn't yeah. do that. <laughs> yeah. I did. Or did I the did. European, like, cheek kiss? <laughs> I did do a shameless, at the end of the interview, I did a shameless, uh, all right, so now that I've had you on my show, you're going to invite me on the Manning cast? Did you really? I did. That's and awkward jokingly, as it gets. He I mean, jokingly said dude. yes. He jokingly said yes, and they all laughed. But I will say this. Fake I, laugh. Yeah, fake media laugh. Oh. Thing we got it, from the that crowd. was kind of corny, right? Just, what do you? Oh, it was so corny, but what do you do? Not laugh? Because well, then it's really weird. It was delivered. <laughs> it's just silence cricket. It was delivered better than that. It was a good, well-timed. Uh, your your you comedic know, timing was on point. We nailed it. Right. We nailed it at all the right. end, and people liked it. Um, and I, and I, that felt the most phony of everything because I feel like it was maybe two or three weeks before that we were here on Ken Levick Alive, and I was trashing the Manning cast. So um, I remember that. Yeah. So yeah. So uh, Jesus, what man. A fraud. I folded. I did fold a little bit. Uh, well, we <laughs> might have to try and book Peyton for the season so we can finally let Theo uh, get this off his conscience. Yeah. I do need to get him back. We'll see. We'll I, see what happens. I, I just think that it's better for your soul. You're going to be in a much better standing as you head to the pearly gates if you actually have the guts to at least voice to voice tell Peyton Manning how you felt about him. Yeah. You had the chance and you blew it. I was trying to be. I was trying to put on a good show for the people, man. I was in entertaining mode. I was crowd pleasing. No, no, you're right. I'm sure of all the fans of the Orange Bowl, they came back home that night. They're like, man, you know what the highlight of this night was? (laughs) That that young dapper black man with Peyton Manning outside the stadium. Yeah. Uh, Baptist Health Orthopedic Care is a team of skilled orthopedic sports medicine surgeons and specialists that specialize in surgical and non-surgical treatments to get you back to what you love. Don't put off seeing a doctor. Visit BaptistHealth.net slash ortho today for more information. Baptist Health Orthopedic Care combines its resources of experienced physicians, leading-edge treatments, and technology to provide advanced orthopedic foot and ankle, joint replacement, spine, and sports medicine care. Visit BaptistHealth.net slash ortho for more information today. Baptist Health Orthopedic Care has offices conveniently located in Palm Beach County through the Florida Keys. Learn more by visiting BaptistHealth.net slash ortho. Uh, Saturday night. At, uh, at City Field, 
Uh, the New York Mets are are just the apex of comedy. I mean, they have hurtled out of the playoff picture. And uh, I just when you think the Mets couldn't do anything else more calamitous, well, what do they do? They um, they they end up falling behind on an eighth inning misplay on a pop up to third where Brett Beatty. I don't know what he thought he saw when the ball came off the bat. But the ball was traveling not where Brett Beatty thought it was going to be, which was initially in foul territory. And it ends up falling between short and third. Mm. And the Mets go on to lose. Here's Joe Davis on the call. At least it wasn't on national. Oh, it was on national television on Fox. Pop up. Left side of the infield. Backs up Beatty having a hard time tracking it. call from Joe Davis. Anytime the the broadcaster drops in, oh no, what a disaster, that's an issue. And so the Mets would go on to lose that game to the Dodgers. And then there's your last place, New York Yankees. And I am I am fully as a as a play by play broadcaster in the camp of there's no such thing as an announcer's jinx. Of right, course. it just doesn't happen. It's stupid, uh, and it drives me insane. Especially in baseball, and the announcer jinx is especially prominent in baseball because any dopey uh, sponge brain fan thinks that if you mention the possibility of a perfect game or a no hitter at any time during one of them occurring that you've jinxed it if it gets broken up. If someone hits a single, if there's a hit by pitch, if you walk them in the case of a perfect game, they think it's the announcer's fault. So announcers will, if they're superstitious, uh, it does a disservice to, to the fan, I think to the viewer, and especially the listener if you're on radio, if the broadcaster isn't bringing up that there's a no-hitter in progress or there's a perfect game in progress. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think that it's, it's a complete sham if the broadcaster isn't mentioning it because it's a disservice to the viewer or to the listener. And then you're going to get the troglodytes who blame you if, if the no-hitter ends, but whatever. You move on. There's no announcer's jinx. At least until yesterday, when a man who, who hits zero home runs at all steps to the plate and it gets brought up on the Yes Network and he immediately then hits a home run to lead the Rockies Past the Yankees. Here's how it sounded on the Yes Network. Treyo, 120 at bats, does not have a home run this year. As you heard, in 121 at-bats, goes deep to beat the New York Yankees. And it's almost immediate. I mean, it's not like it was said and then 40 seconds pass or later in the bat it happens. This was, let's just hear it one more time. This was, it was said and the universe immediately made the decision that was a mistake. The only announcer's jinx I will ever give any credence to on the Yes Network yesterday. Treyo, 120 at bats, does not have a home run this year. <laughs> it's not even a full second. A game-winning walk-off home run. That is not even a full second from end of the stat uh. to bomb. No doubter to left. 
that's such a great sound too. The the sound of a home run being smacked out the park when that ball hits the bat. Woo! Just all of it. Just yes. absolutely got all of the it. The cherry on top too is it was against the New York Yankees. Like uh, it just doesn't get any better than that. That's a career highlight for that guy. Oh, no doubt. Man. I don't know who that guy is. I don't know if he's a 15 year veteran rookie, but that's his career highlight. Uh, do you want to tell us about Duffy's real quick? Theo? I would love to okay. tell you about Duffy. Speaking of career highlights, speaking mm. of career highlights. That's what you get when you go to a place like Duffy's Sports Grill. It's not just like your typical sports bar where you just have some regular bar food that you got to scrap across and you and your friends are only eating because the drinks are still coming. They have award-winning burgers. They have award-winning wings. And my favorite thing on the menu that I get every time I go there, the amazing mozzarella sticks. I'll say it correctly this time because Duffy's Sports Grill always comes correct with my mozzarella sticks. So cheesy and crispy. Duffy's Sports Grill... More than 80 TVs in every location. No matter where you're at here in South Florida, no matter where you're around, you can find a Duffy Sports Grill near you because there's dozens, dozens here in the state of Florida. Duffy Sports Grill, not only with the award-winning wings and burgers, but also you can get yourself a Duffy's MVP card, duffysmvp.com, and start earning rewards today. Duffy Sports Grill, Duffy's, our game is always on. The most terrifying Airplane experience you're ever going to hear about. And we describe it when we come back. He's Theodore CWP TV News Channel 5, WFLX Fox 29. I'm Ken Levick. I'm live on ESPN 106.3. From the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, you are listening to Ken Levick Alive on ESPN 106.3. Uh, Theo, what is your... What is your your air travel approach when it comes to dealing with people, getting on the flight, how you entertain yourself during the flight? What is what is the Theo Dorsey uh, approach to that? It depends on what I have to do when I touch down, but the most likely scenario is a few drinks, a melatonin, and I want to sleep the whole way through. Give me that window seat. Okay, so you, you drug yourself. Yes. <laughs> uh-huh. Yes, in shorter terms, yes. Uh, so, so Theo wants, wants to be isolated. He wants to, wants to go sleepy time. Like an emphatic. It sounds like an emphatic sleepy time. I love it. Put uh, a podcast on. Stone for you. Are you one of those, like you are in the elevator, someone sits next to you and you're like, ah, oh, tomorrow, eh? Uh, I like pizza too. Like, are you, uh, are you a chatter, a little chit chatter, at least an initial chit chatter? Definitely not. Every time I'm flying, I got my shades on and my hood up and I go to sleep as soon as I sit in that chair and I got the AirPods, the noise canceling one. So, uh, your baby your, or your daughters, I don't hear them crying and whining the whole time we're flying. Okay. Well, that was unnecessary, but I, <laughs> I, I go along the same lines as as you do, I don't want to talk to people. I don't want to talk about your trip. I don't want to talk about your upcoming cruise. I don't want to talk about your kids. I don't care about your faith and none of that. Okay. Uh, I want to watch. I want to watch what I've downloaded onto my phone or sleep. I don't care what seat I'm in. And then when we get there, I'll help you get your bag out the top. If you're a little old lady and then we move on with our day. Okay. So what I'm about to play you is literal hell on earth. This is the only time that I may have a fleeting thought that, hey, if this goes down, it's okay. This is audio of a video that unearthed on TikTok of a plane that has left Boston 
Mm. where Taylor Swift just had the latest part of her tour, a tour that is sending ticket prices upwards of $600, hour, $1,000, three-hour performance at football stadiums throughout the United States of America and North America as a whole. Turns out this flight was filled with Swifties, Taylor Swift fans. And this is a video from in-flight. They are at 30,000 feet. Uh-oh. And it's, it's a night flight. You can tell because in this video, the lights are off in the plane. And I want you to listen to what's happening on this commercial flight in what appears to be a 727. That's right. An entire flight of singing teens and 20-somethings at night. This is where I'm praying to our Lord and Savior for an engine problem. At least something where if the plane doesn't crash, it scares them to shut the hell up. Uh, that is absolutely miserable. No. Let's hear that one more time, and I'm going to set the scene, okay? It is uh, from the beginning. For, just Not yet from the beginning. I'll tell you. It's, it's 945, all right? 945 in the evening. You've just taken off from Logan International in Boston, it's right? probably later. Uh, maybe. 10 o'clock. 10 o'clock. You've just gotten to 30,000 feet. You're like, good, I'm going to settle in. I'll watch Netflix till I fell as- fall asleep. Can't wait to go back home after spending the week on business in Boston. Super busy. See my family, my wife, and kids. My nerves are frayed. And, and, and all of a sudden... As you, you, you start to close your eyes, sleep starts to set in. You start hearing all of these blonde white girls around you start, start doing this. We were both young when I first saw you. I closed my eyes in the flashbacks. I mean, I'm not going to lie, and I'm not exaggerating. There would be at least a single fleeting moment where I'd be saying to myself, I'm okay with death. This is absolutely miserable. Nobody wants this. This is not fun. This is not a moment. This isn't vibes. No. That's awful. Absolutely awful. Oh, my God. I would need a full refund. Yeah. (laughs) That is right there what's wrong with society. Swifties. That's Theo. That's Stone. I'm Ken. Bye-bye.